0: Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping my
1: energy. <laughs> Dave's already yawning We're like five seconds into this episode about El Togo <laughs> Which is the mole Crack open a cold box of wine Or pour something cold on ice Because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast Actually, I don't think moles live in sand. Maybe under the grass. Maybe I should have said that. Okay, he wants to crawl under a grassy knoll and take a nap like a mole.
0: Oh, damn. You just wrote a poem.
1: What? That came out like a poem?
0: Yeah, he said, uh, hang out under the grassy knoll like a mole. Ah, uh, damn. Poet.
1: Damn. This is getting literary here on the El Topo episode. It actually <laughs> just means the mole. The only reason I know that is because the movie tells me in, like, the first 30 seconds.
0: Very Yeah, I was going to say in the first speech you hear that.
1: Yeah. Um so this guy's name is like Jardowski or something?
0: Oh yeah, Joe Jodor- I mean, depending on your um Jodorowski, Jodorowski however you wanna say it. Um if you want to say it Spanishy or American, I don't
1: I'm uh, not even sure what he is. I don't know if he's from Spain. I don't I don't really know.
0: Um I god, I can't remember. I wanna say he's I, th- he I lives think I think he is Mexican. Yeah. But he might be Spanish. Um, Great. Well, he's definitely of a Spanish-speaking um, culture, that's they, for sure. They made
1: a documentary about him a couple years ago because he was going to try to remake Dune at the time. But I don't think it's assigned to actually the Dune remake that's coming out.
0: Well, no, no, no. This uh, actually – oh, that's actually a great documentary. You should actually check it out. Uh, no, it's it was supposed to have been made before David Lynch's Dune. Like it was site he, he had the rights and he was yeah. going – had these crazy ideas for it. Um, But the whole movie shows how it didn't pan out, and of course then David Lynch made his version. And depending on who you talk to, some people love it, some people think it's garbage.
1: So because of his movie El Topo, they may have coined the phrase the acid western, like a western on acid. And I don't know before or since if any other westerns actually qualify in that subgenre. I really don't know. Like if you Google search it, acid western, El Topo is going to be like the top result, top hit, you know?
0: Yeah, I can't really think of any. This is an illegal all its own. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it is a little weird that he's walking around with his own son in the desert with no clothes on. Like his, uh, At all. His six-year-old son is in the movie with him pretty much for like 40 minutes. And I-, I can see where if you turn this on anywhere within the first act, you might just shut it off immediately. Right. Especially with how Americans like epitomize everything in our culture. Like You're like, okay, this is a little off-putting. You can bury your toys. Your mother said, right. Bury your toys and you're a man and then he leaves him of all the people to leave your son with in the wild west, you leave him with a bunch of church monks who are creepy as hell, by the way. They had these weird gloves they were wearing on their hands or whatever, but So the movie will creep you out. First of all, you get this skeevy vibe like right away when you watch it. like you're immediately <laughs> like, Don't watch this if you're having a good day. If you're having a good day, don't this is not the movie to turn on. You know? If you're having a great weekend, El Topo is not where you start. Because, you know what I mean? If you're trying to calm down or bring yourself down and, like, just decompress... Oh, yeah. It's anxiety-inducing at times. Yeah, don't turn this movie on. (laughs) If you're already paranoid, then go ahead and turn it on. So, once he ditches his kid, he runs off with some woman who has, like, a mission to kill the greatest gunslingers in the world. And there's, like, four of them. And he's like, all right, whatever. Then there's some cultists running this town. It gets weird. It's like a cult, but in the Wild West. Then, like, all the people that have some kind of birth defects or are mangled get shoved into a cave, and they uh. can't get out, and he's got to build a tunnel. Meanwhile, he's got to kill these gunslingers. Then there's another woman who, I don't know, seems to symbolize death, but he's also wearing black. She's wearing black. Then he kind of gets himself replaced. Then he seems like he's part of the cult. I mean, the guy has a beard and black hair in the beginning, and then, like, then he gets golden hair once he's in the cave. Yeah. It's weird. He goes through like, <laughs> so many transformations. You don't know which version you're watching. So he goes from the man in black, who's like a traditional Western anti-hero. Then he's a reborn hippie with golden hair who lives in a cave. Then he's like a cultist who wears like a robe. and then But he looks like the monks that he dropped his son off with a little bit. Then he's like bald and hairless. And then his son is now the man in black. But his little, little person wife that he hooks up with, she actually looks mm-hmm. kind of cute. I'll just throw it yeah. out there. It's not bad looking.
0: <laughs> no, not at all.
1: And uh, um, I, I ran the entire. I just literally said the entire movie. The, well, the, the, there's like
0: if it sounds just if it sounds like you're just creating shit on the fly is because the movie feels like that too. Um, like ha- look at some of the weird shit that happens in this movie is um uh, so a guy gets his dick cut off by El Topo. Um. He comes upon a guy that has, like, a shit ton of dead rabbits just laying everywhere. Um, There's the stuff with the uh, amputees and uh, stuff. There's a lot of violence, a lot of blood, a lot of squib work. Mm. And uh, he's, like, almost a zombie at the end or, like, super strength because he gets shot, like, how many times? And still, like, goes and kills the whole – the rest of the town or the cult or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. At some point, like, the cult takes over the town. Mm Mm-hmm. He came to their salvation and let them out, and then they get massacred, and that's his, like, final straw. But you think he's a yeah. madman the entire time, like, final straw for him finally to lose his sanity. You watch this movie questioning whether he had it at all, or even right. what his goal is. It's almost like he's he's just aimless, and he's, like, wants somebody to tell him who God is and where God is from, and and whether his actions are justified or not, but I don't really know why this filmmaker made this movie. Uh, I don't know much about this. To be honest with you, folks, I don't know much about this particular filmmaker. All I know really is he made this movie called El Topo. It's the thing he's most famous for. And um, then...
0: I've yeah, I've seen. I've actually seen. I actually own a couple of his other movies. He's he's actually a great filmmaker. He's got a great eye. His movies are beautiful to look at. But the, but this one actually, his first few movies are very um they're acid trip movies like they don't really carry too much of a plot it's just his idea to like focus like if you think this movie is disjointed his next one the holy mountain is like there's almost no plot to speak of but it's just an excuse for like each scene to be like something beautiful to look at or like crazy imagery um even more so than this movie i think Hmm.
1: um
0: santa sangre is actually kind of a, a straight up horror movie that's actually a great movie on its own um that has to do with carnivals and people getting their arms chopped off and yeah, it's, it's something different.
1: <laughs> yeah. He has this thing about mangling people or displaying mangled humanity. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't, uh, but in all fairness to him, unlike say, you know, other movies, he, there's no focus on it. Like they're not made to be uh, demon, um, to be gawked at or demonized. They're just kind of just there, which is kind of, fr- it's, it's kind of nice. They're just equal to everybody else. Huh. they're not i mean that's what i took from it cuz they didn't seem like grotesque or like looked down upon you didn't hear everybody like call them freaks or anything they just were part of the story without any kind of real comment
1: <laughs> no that's not well that's not exactly the point i was making i was talking about just like uh his willingness to maim people you were just talking about carnivals and chopping people oh. up and there's a lot of chopping and nil topo as well that's that's uh, fair yeah probably though I bet you when people talk about this movie, there's, like, a film school discussion about this guy. I'm sure he has a lot of fans. I'm sure there's a lot of fans of this movie, and they probably talk about it in a more positive light than I am. It's just really, like, I it's don't know. It's disjointed.
0: I, I mean, it is, it is a movie that I'm sure was very popular in the 70s because, you know, people – it was a midnight movie, one of the first midnight movies. People just go get drunk, high, stoned, whatever, and go watch a movie with crazy imagery.
1: <laughs> hmm. I don't mind crazy imagery, I just want there to be a point. I want there to be a structure. I want there to be a reason why. Like even if like, okay, the main character drank some poison water and so now he's literally seeing a bunch of frogs then it then it has a something. You know what I mean? At least as a point of origin. Well,
0: it, you know? I mean this movie had a plot for about the first hour, hour fifteen and then once he killed the last um gunslinger, or you know, then it really meandered. I mean, the yeah, whole then, movie was episodic was like, to begin with, but there yeah. was a, a thorough line plot. Once once he killed the last one, then it just, that's when it kind of goes off the rails in, You're right. in terms he was of like, structure.
1: It was like, should I you know, double down on my 401k, go back to working <laughs> at Burger King? I don't know. They were going to make me shift leader, you know? Instead of, uh, you know, kicking around the desert, like, maybe I'll buy my kids some clothes. I don't know. <laughs> killed all the gunslingers. Here we go. What's funny though is like he doesn't portray any of the people like any Western characters. That's, that's what's interesting. None of them really seem like Western archetypes.
0: No, I mean, it's definitely its own thing. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you can, you only really call it a Western because of the costume and the setting, but I mean, it's really well, and the plot is very much a Western, but again, uh, the first two thirds uh, of this movie are, and then it goes off the rails. (laughs) Hmm. Um, in terms of at least in terms of plot structure, I think, um, but I don't know.
1: Do you ever read The Gunslinger by Stephen King, like the first one?
0: No, I know it's one of the ones I need to get to, but
1: it's it kind of feels like El Topo. Like there's some psychedelic stuff that happens in that, so that's the. It's a western, but it has these weird elements, and there's mutated people in there, and in a a mine shaft tunnel thing under like an old subway, and characters that kind of are like tripped out. So it's kind of interesting um, that I'm drawing like correlations between that book and this movie. Um, so maybe it's the decade in the culture or something. And like everybody, maybe all the filmmakers and writers were literally dropping acid and then some of it seeped onto their, <laughs> in, into their, into the, you know, books and, and movies that they were making.
0: I mean, I hate to say you're not that far off. I mean, these are definitely acid movies. I mean, henceforth, uh, you know, acid Western, um, you know, it's it just felt like it felt like a, literally a Sergio Sergio Leone movie on acid. I mean, hmm. I you know it had you know, I don't know. Uh, that's maybe oversimplifying it, but yeah. But no.
1: when you hear something like that, you think it'd be like have a giant pace, like it would move very fast. But this movie actually doesn't move fast at all.
0: No, it, it. I mean, it definitely takes its time. I mean, I, I'd even bear. I'd even go as far as saying it meanders at times. Um,
1: yeah, meanders. You believe it or not, I was just literally thinking that word. I, <laughs> I was gonna say meander pace. We're we're simpatico here, Dave. Our and that and that doesn't. In.
0: And sometimes that doesn't bother me in a movie if like what's what you're meandering on is of substance.
1: Um, oh well, there's a lot of meandering in Five Easy Pieces, but I I don't think you like that movie very much.
0: No, I do actually.
1: I thought you didn't like it.
0: Uh, No, I just took forever to watch it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Like, I have these crazy zany adventures with a lot of crazy stuff like El Topo in my books and stuff. But I was talking to David about my theories about movies. Like, if there's a great character, I'll linger with them. I'll just hang out with them. Like, I don't need a plot. I just need a character that's doing things. And just, like, inhabit that person's space in their life for an hour or so. That's I mean, I'm a big fan of documentaries. In fact, I just watched um, American Factory. Did you see see that one? Mm Mm-mm. Uh, Okay, well, that's where the Chinese billionaire, like, invests in an American factory that just got shut down. What's weird Mm. is this documentary feels like a fictional movie that came out before, like the one I'm always talking about, like Gung Ho,
0: right? (laughs) Oh, right.
1: The Ron Howard movie with Michael Keaton, where he, like, goes to Japan to pitch them investing in a factory that the town just shut down, but it was supporting the whole town. Mm -hmm. And they have to make a bunch of cars. Well, this American factory is, like, that same story, but in real life. Hmm. And they're supposed to make glass for cars, and then they talk about how yeah the American workers are this and that, and their work culture is not the same, and they're not going to make their quota. And I'm like, this is like almost word for word the plot of the other movie, but it's a documentary, and it, it was on Netflix. I like I think they just loaded it to Netflix, you know, recently right. like, this week. But um, yeah, I watched that. So again, like, I was fascinated by this guy whose job in there. Like the the workers that come over from China, they're on some like work trade program where they have to live in these like workers houses and like they still have to follow the like the the Chinese rules or whatever. And he was talking about how he eats two Twinkies a day. That's it. He just eats Twinkies. And his job is like, he's in like a, the furnace. He's one of the furnace engineers and he has like a really intense job, but he's like surviving off on Twinkies. And then talking about his family and I'm like, okay, like I just watched this oh. guy for like 15 minutes just tell me about his day. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you can just hang out with a character, and if they're fascinating, the plot is, like, secondary at that point.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's what they used to call, like, a character driven movie. Um, oh, look where, at Dave. you know, I mean, look
1: at Dave's big movie brain. He's got to tell you what the terms are, the terminology, <laughs> the, what they call Well, it, no, I'm
0: agreeing know? with you, but they don't make too many movies like that anymore. I, know, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about, where just sometimes the movie doesn't have, per se, plot or structure, but if the characters are so, um, Worth hanging out with, or so interesting. You know what? Literally,
1: yeah. they're spending too much movie, or too much movie. They're spending too much movie. That doesn't even make any sense. They're spending too much money on movies to hang out with characters. Like the longer they hang out with a character, the more money it costs them to make that movie. You right. Know? You know what I mean? They're like, oh man, uh, Captain America's just talking for way too long. Like <laughs> 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 we can't afford, we can't afford for him to talk for ten minutes. We got to get this conversation right. down to four. You know.
0: Well, I mean, um, probably the the best example of the most recent one, uh, or, you know, big movie in theaters that is pretty much a character study, is um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's a plot, but, I mean, it's a very loose plot. I mean, this that movie is really about the characters, um, but I you haven't seen it well, yet, right? Well, talk
1: about Westerns. Um, the character in there, what's his name, Rick? What, what's his – what's the –
0: Ah, oh, geez, uh, Dalton or See, uh, yeah, so it
1: sounds something like that. Anyway, this is like a B actor from TV, and then he gets shipped off to do an Italian Western, right?
0: Yeah, that's
1: yeah, pretty interesting. But, <clears throat> and, but I, man, I like. I wonder how much competition there really was for TV and film actors back in the day. Like, I know they got typecast, and they'd be in the same TV show over and over again, or they'd be in the same kind of movie, but. I wonder if it was easier to break in in a world without the internet and a world without phones and like a world without people competing for followers on Twitter or what have you, you know, I wonder if it really made a difference. What's that?
0: Not having as much exposure or, you know, um, you know, you could hide uh, certain things so people. I, you know, I don't know. I think... You're right,
1: you're right. Nobody knew about a movie star's personal life, but then if you wanted access to the movie star, you'd have to go to the movies and see them in the movie that they were promoting. So, yeah, they could drive people's attention to one channel, one place, and they can make their money, and they can market it, and you'd... that was the thing, right? You yeah. Could, you could literally drive the audience's attention somewhere. It's like, there's a show on TV, Yellowstone, with Kevin Costner. A lot of people like the show. I realized the other day, it reminds me of a 1970s TV show. Like, right down to, like, the ticking time bomb. On the, on one of the last episodes, they literally just actually dropped a bomb inside of a Cessna airplane, like, in the fuel tank. I'm like, this guy? It's Tyler Sheridan, right?
0: Yeah, I've heard and that. I've, I've heard about that. I haven't caught it.
1: Some of his characters i like to hang out with for a little while. But anyway, he has a Yellowstone show. Good and bad, every side. There's some tribal stuff in there. There's some cowboy stuff in there. Whatever. Family is kind of like a little bit like, um, not the family from Bonanza because they were nice. It's kind <laughs> of like the Hatfields and McCoys, but there are no McCoys. They're just Hatfields versus like everyone else in the world, <laughs> like, like you <laughs> know. And uh, and Kevin Costner's like you know the in charge of this family or whatever, and there's like the sons and the and the grandkids or whatever. But anyway, um, and then everybody's everybody's vying for power over the same land. Like they want to take his land away, and there's all these land developers. And then like I said. The local tribe tries to make a move, but they're kind of their their chief is kind of a shithead. So, but he's played with a guy in Hell or High Water. The, the you know Jeff Bridges character had like a sidekick, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, one, yeah, a partner. Yeah, he's a good actor. He's a great actor, actually. But he was uh, very good. At, I
0: mean, especially in Hell or High Water.
1: Yeah, but he's actually like a an antagonist in this show. But the point is like you know, it's 70s style. It's straight up 70s style. I'm going off on a tangent, but I had a really good point. What was my point? Do you have any idea?
0: Character-driven shit.
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) character-driven shit. So, I mean, it all comes around. It's like a giant circle. But, um, no, there was a point that I was trying to make and I lost it for building up, like, all these little things that I thought I had to explain to get to my point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, too bad. Um... Yeah, go watch Yellowstone, I guess. No. no, no, no. <laughs> is that is that your binge now? Uh, oh, wait, if we're trying to figure out like which westerns to watch or or so something like beat the acidness of of, of El Tobo?
0: Well, you know, since I've seen an, uh, three of his movies, I'll do a binge now binge later on those. Um I would say uh Binge Now, uh Holy Mountain, just be prepared that it is really weird and it really has no plot, but it's fucking fun to watch. Uh binge later eh, i'd say santa sangre and i totally don't want to say a binge never el topo because it's worth watching if you're in a certain type of mood so uh, i'll say a binge maybe
1: yeah i feel like if you're stuck in a film history class you could stumble upon this movie or your instructor could tell you to watch this movie um
0: because it's not terrible, but I mean, it is, it is take, you have to be in a certain mood. It is not a movie you can just at any time say, hey, let's pop in El Topo.
1: No, like I said, it could ruin your day, your week, or you might have nightmares <laughs> about it for all I know. You know, you know. You
0: know and like, I've, I've been quite busy and like not as much sleep lately, so when I woke up this morning to watch this, may, it might have been not the best time to, to watch this type of movie, but I, you know, hey, we are professional binge watchers, so I watched it.
1: Yeah, you know where you can find this movie, though, if you are interested in watching it? Archive.org actually just has it.
0: Oh geez, cuz I actually pay I actually uh, paid Amazon for it uh, cuz that's the only place to rent it.
1: Yeah, that's what's funny. The last movie we watched, Wolf Guy, Dave found for free on YouTube. I tried to watch it on YouTube, but it wouldn't come up with the subtitles except for on my phone, but I wanted to watch it on a regular TV I wanted I didn't want to watch it on my phone. So I had huh. I I rented it from Vudu. So that's really funny. It's like switcheroo. I found the free version of El Topo, Dave rented El Topo. And then you know I had to rent Wolf Guy, and he found the free version of Wolf Guy. So there you go, you know, comes around. Well, hey, around. hey,
0: people, at least from each movie got some money.
1: Yeah, but anyway, you can find these movies, people, and if you have any other entries in what you would consider an acid western, send it our way. Let us know. Otherwise, we're gonna be coming up with some other weird things. I actually we had a name for what this month was gonna be called, and I already forgot.
0: <laughs> weird i don't know i guess we could simply weird september sounds not... too generic but
1: yeah it wasn't supposed to be weird september it was uh geez i don't know tell them a story dave and i'll try to look it up in the messages
0: psychotronic September. uh
1: it's something weird because we're all we're gonna watch some crazy movie called society i know that's coming
0: oh up. it's uh, that's that's a good one <laughs> in fact if anybody wants to watch it i'd say go in not knowing too much of the plot and just uh just go in fresh um, I don't know Silly Not silly September I don't know uh, I'm, no, I'm doing nothing But thinking of puns um.
1: Oh yeah It is kind of like A weird shit September Was technically What we were going for Yeah Pretty much It's That's basically it What if we made A, a, a list of weird shit To watch in September Like it'd be weird shit September And that way El Topo's in there too And some of the westerns We made blah 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 but yeah folks that's it that's that's how much planning goes into these shows is dave will say something to me or i'll say something to him or we'll talk to our other buddies and then like literally
0: we'll just um, create a list or a theme yeah
1: yeah and then it happens and then you're listening to it and top five yeah entertainment news you want some entertainment news I heard uh John Snow just joined the Marvel universe in in the Eternals. I don't know anything about that team. I I've never read a single issue of Eternals. I don't know what their powers are, or who they are. But I mean if anybody's being typecast, he's playing a character called the Black Knight. Oh jeez. So, there you go. Is it Game of Thronesy? Sounds kind of Game of Thronesy, right? Yeah. It kind of
0: well, does. Make that money.
1: You know, but I don't know who's playing the Mole. I have no idea who's playing the Mole in the movie. That's a joke. There's no mole in the movie, as far as I know, but that would be kind of funny. Um, maybe they call David. David's available. You know, he might have to put aside his uh, theater commitments, but he'll come <laughs> with the mole in a Marvel movie. I bet you the Mar- Marvel comics probably have a character called the mole. I bet. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, but you know, Dave's gonna want to talk to you for about ten minutes, and you're only giving him three minutes of screen time. That's just not gonna work. So you're gonna have to call <laughs> Dave's agent and work that shit out. Man, I really want to have a movie or a TV show where we have that agent who works above the car the car wash. I don't know why I love I don't know why I love that so much. Like he just runs a, he has a car wash, but then he wants to badly be a Hollywood agent or something. Right, like,
0: I don't know. like those I I mean that's all through uh, history movies like they live above a Chinese restaurant or they you know that kind of thing. <laughs> I got you. I would.
1: And then I was like saying, like uh oh, we shouldn't swear anymore because the Apple podcast will suppress your episode because you swore it's it's like its algorithm knows or whatever, but yeah, folks out there that's some that's some podcasting one o one stuff for you. Don't swear on your shows, but then again, you know if you're not swearing, it's not entertaining, is it not really, <laughs> you're like, oh, really?
0: I mean." <laughs> I may not cuss as much as I used to, but I don't yeah. exactly hold back my tongue if necessary.
1: The, uh, those bad boys of podcasting, those <laughs> Those rebels. So dangerous. We want that E. Yeah, we want that E. We want Apple to slap us with a big red E next to our episodes. <laughs> that way you know when Johnny's supposed to be cleaning his room and he's wishing listening to Binge Watchers, his mom's going to yell at him. Oh, man, or are we, like the Let's George not... Carlin
0: for a generation? That idea of, like, you got to listen to something with headphones. <laughs>
1: have to come up with the seven things you shouldn't say on a podcast
0: although for me it was adam Sandler, like adam Sandler in the 90s when he actually had like put out cds and albums
1: the adam sandler albums yes with the goat the goat and the incestuous the incestuous family uh he has a lot of things and then he also did road trip um did he put his prank calls on any of his albums or he didn't with the other comedians? Did he just include that in one of his movies? Where um, I outtakes? think that
0: was just in um, Funny People, but I don't uh, remember that on his albums.
1: All right, yeah, maybe it was just, just a video that he, him and his up-and-coming comedy buddies just took one day or something, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man, Apatow, he's like, is he done making movies? No, nah,
0: he's making documentaries now for the most part. At least that's what he's done last couple movies.
1: Wow, we're, So he's still active. He did a we Netflix special. About, um, Yeah, we're winding down talking about Apatow now. Apatow, if you're out there, why don't you produce a television version of Binge Watchers? Dave and I will come to a studio, sit down in front of a TV, <laughs> actually have Binge Watchers right. on a show about Binge Watchers, talking about all the shows that you need to binge watch on Netflix. What an idea. What a concept.
0: Actually, that could be. You know what I want to be I for Tubi literally... TV? What's that? I said, you know what I want to be for 2b TV? Hear me out. Yeah. they have the technology where you, when you go scroll onto a uh, a movie hmm. you can see a clip or like you know think oh, of like how netflix sure, sure. dude just for certain movies we do a uh, we do an on-screen review so when you're highlighted so, on the movie you're hearing us talking so about it we just,
1: we just, we just it. like we just like interrupt their movie and be like hey did you know this